Iconic makeup artist. Beauty industry revolutionary. Entrepreneur. Bobby Brown is all these things and so much more. Throughout her career, she has crossed paths with some of the most accomplished people at the top of their field. These conversations are a look into their inspiring lives because everyone has a story. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown. My guest today on the podcast is Gretchen Maul. You might know Gretchen Maul from all of her movies, TV appearances. She's been in the public eye for so many years. I love Gretchen Maul because she is real. She is all about her family. She's a great role model for women. She somehow has kept herself relevant in an industry that a lot of actresses come and go. She's all about confidence and self-esteem and honestly looks as beautiful now as she did when she first was in her first movie. Here's my conversation with Gretchen Maul, wherever all these platforms are, right? It's I'm again, lucky it's I, going into the ether. I don't I'm know. I'm lucky I got Monica Lewinsky because my husband won't watch it, so I have to watch it upstairs. And I'm, <gasps> it's not that, it? no, he's not interested. Really? Yeah, no. And I'm like, you it's know. amazing. It's really good, but it took me a while to search it and find yeah, it. Yeah, it and, does. Yeah. Yeah. I had trouble watching Frankie and uh, Grace. Do you ever watch that? No. <gasps> so it's Jane Fonda I mean, and I Lily love, Tomlin. Yeah, I've seen Oh, it's so funny. Is it? Yeah, it's this couple in their 70s who are couple friends, and the two men fall in love. The husbands fall in love, and then they get married, and Lily Tomlin's like this pot smoker, and Jane is this perfect, like, Upper East Side, like, you know. Wow. It's really funny. Wow. <laughs> She's, they're both so, yeah. it's so fun. I loved 9 to 5. And yeah. that was just like, yeah. it. Uh, Dolly Parton. Yeah. Awesome. All right, we're rolling. Hi, Gretchen. Hi. So nice to see you. Thank you. Nice to see you, too. I don't remember when we worked together, but I did your makeup when we were both... Early, early. days, I think. It was probably for some magazine, mm-hmm. like Marabella or, or something. Allure or something. Or Allure, yeah, I don't remember, but I remember yeah. your good advice about just touching how touching up and how simple you made it. And I remember how nice and normal you are. <laughs> but isn't that funny, the things you remember? Yeah. 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 And, and you, you still are. Yeah. Well, then now I feel like so much happens in a way that just goes by. And maybe it's about time, right. the sense of time changing. But at that stage in my life, I, re- I remember so much so vividly. And I don't remember what we shot for, yeah, but no. I remember having my that face was pl- done yeah, by that, you. That, and that it was a big pleasant, deal. it was nice. Yeah. And, yeah, so yeah. how's the last two decades? <laughs> <laughs> it's been great, yeah. I guess, for the most part. And look, I have two beautiful children and a yeah. lovely husband. But, and... but the fact that you go there first, that not everyone does, by the way. I to do. To the family. I do. I'm yeah. married 30 years. I have three kids. Well, that feels like success. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. Yeah. Yeah. And you, your kids, I, and you might not want to say it on the podcast, but I read, have very unusual names. They do. I don't, which I, yeah. yeah. I mean. Ptolemy and Winter. Yeah. Right. Where does, where does that come from? Winter, I, you know, is cool and I get the yeah. first name. Ptolemy was a tough one because um, it was Williams. It was okay. my husband. And, and um, I was, I just didn't want a name that had I'd heard before, right. you know. Um, and then I was in the hospital for about three or four days. And I think it, my husband put it out and it stuck with me. I think it was the but lyric. Did it come from something? Um, he he knew a Ptolemy okay. growing up, growing okay. up that, um, so the name was sort of in his, yeah. you know, world. And, 
Bartholomew. It's actually a shortened form of Bartholomew, which uh, we didn't okay. go with that. But okay. there was uh, some significance with St. Bart's. Right. And, you okay. know, it was a kind of uh-huh. worked. And, okay. Yeah. So no, it's really it cool. It was in there. Yeah. And he is, he so is, he's filled it out very Aww. well, the name. Yeah. Aww. As they do. I mean, yeah. they sort of become, yeah. But I just, I the lyrical quality of it. I wasn't thinking about the kind of historical resonance mm-hmm. of the name at all, but it suits him. And how do you combine motherhood with your acting career? Um, it's, isn't it like project by project and year by year? I mean, because at first I remember, at, I think it was, I mean, I want to say 11 weeks or something really early that I went back to work with my son. And I remember just being grateful to go back to work and yeah. be able to have support in the child rearing aspect, but still feel like I had my toe in the thing that I cared about. And I think I probably didn't need to do that at that time, but that it was, um, there was something that was really right for me about it. Um, And that worked. And I still felt the lovely thing about this job is actually there is a lot of support from productions usually in and around babies and children. And, you know, I was on Boardwalk Empire when I got pregnant with my daughter. And they were so lovely about riding around, you know, my pregnancy. And then when I came back and shooting from behind me at certain stages when I had a big stomach. And, you know, so once you have that kind of family environment, I found it to be very... Good. So let's start at the beginning because there's so much I don't know about you. Okay. Where are you from? I'm from Deep River, Connecticut. Deep River, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Where is that? It is. I don't. I've never heard of Deep Southern River. Connecticut. And what was what was your life growing up? Like, what did your parents um, do? My mom was an art teacher and a painter, mm-hmm. and my father was a school principal. Uh-huh. And she, so my mom would drive. You know, she'd get up early and drive to work in Norwich, Connecticut, which about 45 minutes away. So my dad really got us off to school in the morning a lot of times. And then um, it was but a very loving environment. I had an older my brother's two years older than me. And um, and my parents got a divorce around 10 years old. So that kind of changed. I think that was the moment where innocence, you know, went, woo. What? And um, but they managed to uncouple nicely. I'm they guessing. They did. Yeah, yeah, they did. It was always. I never f- doubted that I was loved. And you lived with mom or dad? I lived with mom. You lived with mom. Yeah. Yeah. So mom was busy. You yeah. know, she worked hard, mm-hmm. and uh, but she did it. She did it all. But we also had a lot of independence at certain stages. Right. That we don't let our kids have now. Well, you live. You don't live in the suburbs. That now, too. So that too. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. It is really different. And when did you get the acting bug? Like, did you act in high school? I did. I acted in high school. I think I was pretty young when I had the instinct to kind of want to be in the center, which was, you know, want the best role. I wanted Mm -hmm. the part. I was competitive in that way. Um, I mean, I always remember this story that we were doing like the earth goes around the sun in science in like second grade. And I wanted to be the sun, Uh you know, and... (laughs) I just thought I should be, but I did. It was. It wasn't like I had a push from anyone outside, it, and it wasn't. I always think it sounds stage momish or something, you know. When I think back, it was all driven by me. I just, 
I took it kind of seriously, like when there were opportunities to to sing in the chorus. And I just wanted them to, I remember saying to my chorus teacher, well, they're auditioning for Annie at the Goodspeed Opera House, and I want to audition. And he, I remember his face had this very kind of slightly condescending, like how yeah. oh, sweet that she feels this way. And I don't know, you know, I, I remember looking at him thinking, he doesn't get it. And have you seen him since you've been Mr. famous? Chabert? No, no, okay. no. Well, better than my fifth grade music teacher that I was belting out during rehearsal. And she said, can I see you after? I said, sure. She says, tonight, could you mouth the words? <gasps> oh. I still can't sing happy oh. birthday unless, you oh. know, I've had a cocktail. Yeah. No, seriously, it stopped me. I that's don't horrifying. have a good voice. Yeah. But, you know. No, but I yeah, mean. Yeah, that's, that's mean. It's mean. It's mean. There's some yeah. meanies along yeah, the way, there's right? Some meanies, yeah. yeah, and you don't forget yeah. them. And and that's but I learned from that. So I can't really dance, but I love mm-hmm. to dance more than anything in the world. And I once hopped on stage with Flo Ride and danced. Oh. I didn't I didn't care. I didn't care who was looking. I was just going for so it. So you were able to kind of Yes, I, I got through it. My kids yeah. call me Elaine, but that's you know, yeah. that's what kids do. It's funny. I'm reading the Michelle Obama biography. I just bought it. Did yeah, you? I just oh bought it. It's Can't very. Uh, it's delicious to read. Have you she, met her? No. Oh, she's amazing. She, I've been in. I've been in her presence dozens of times. She is amazing. I bet. Very powerful. Genuine and real. Yeah. And, yeah. Her story was about getting into Princeton mm-hmm. and the sort of the guidance counselor saying, you know, you're not. We don't know if you're Princeton material, and her kind of ability to not make it about that right but you know those moments that you just don't ever forget it hits you and then she lo and behold of course <laughs> lo get and behold, look at her yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so what was your but first role professionally professionally where i was paid i was cast in godspell which was a little production a summer stock theater in dorset vermont and I was just right out. I had gone to a school studying musical theater Which in New York called American Musical Dramatic mm-hmm. Academy. And was that instead of college? Or? It was. I was then. Uh, it was connected to the new school. So mm-hmm. then my next, right. I should have gone on to the new school after that, but I never did. I, I basically, have I you, regret that. But I. Well, have you gotten any honorary degrees no, yet? No. Okay. Well, that'll happen. And then you'll, <laughs> Maybe from there. So if you're listening, new school, now's your opportunity. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I mean, it was it was one of those things, take your credits and, you know, but yeah. I just I just kept working. And didn't you model point. also? I always see that in my bios and things, and I really didn't. I think at one point I, ha- I did have a book, and I went around as a sort of also filling in for what I, I was auditioning for commercials as right. an actress. Yeah. So it was kind of like that, and I did do a few weird little gigs for, like, gloves or whatever but it really wasn't like I wasn't really doing a modeling situation at all but I do somehow that makes its way into the biography and tell me if this is true you worked as a coat check girl I did and that's how you got discovered um I again another lovely story yeah Yeah, ish I mean I was there that was when I was doing the summer stock and I was working at this restaurant called Michael's Restaurant, which was down the block from the William Morris Agency. The same Michael's that's uptown? Yeah, on 55th, Michael McCarty. Right. Yeah. I I love that place. I mean, it's a great place. And I was doing the breakfast lunch shift. So I would get done every day at like three o'clock and think I didn't do anything to make myself the actress I want to be today. Um, But it was a lovely job. And there were all of these agents from William Morris that would come in and sit at the same tables. And I was, I guess I was a hostess slash 
I took the coats. But I mean, I love right. the romanticism of the hat check girl. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's the, got the Schwab's quality right. to it. Um, but yeah, so um, I remember coming back and uh, there was an agent and he'd asked me where I'd been because I'd been off doing some uh, one of those Godspells or Cole Porter review or something like that. And he, he said, well, you should bring your picture up to the agency. And I was very excited and I went up to the agency and it was to meet the agent who became subsequently became my agent. But he initially didn't remember the meeting or his assistant came out and said, oh, you didn't get the call on your, you know, when those services we used to have? I mean, I had one of those like call-in services. I had a beeper. Yeah. Yeah. And so she came out and said, oh, he had to cancel. You didn't get the city never sleeps, whatever. And I said, no. And she said, well, let me look at your pictures. And so she looks through my book and she brought it back to one of the commercial agents and then they put me out for like a Coke commercial. I was one, it was one of those things where luck had to play in or something else because I booked McDonald's and Coca-Cola in the first times I went out and never again did I ever book another commercial. But it got, you know, then my agent Larry Taub to go, oh, okay, now I can pay attention, right? pay attention. So. Uh, well, and how long ago was that? Well, how old was I? I think I was probably you know, 25, right. probably 20 years uh-huh. ago. Yeah. Okay. And what was your, would you consider your breakthrough, breakout role? Like, which is the one where it's like, oh my God, I'm, I, this is Things it. Things are changing. Yeah. Um, well, then I, you know, I, one of my first films was a Spike Lee movie, Tiny Little Part. I was just building, I was, then I worked with Abel Ferrara in this little, this movie called The Funeral. So I was doing these we'll kind of... go back of, to Spike Lee because he's so cute. Yeah. He is amazing. And I'm so happy he's having this new success yes, again. Yes, I know. And yeah. I, I actually have that screener and I'm dying uh. to watch it because I didn't get to see it in the theaters. Um, he did a movie called Girl Six and he needed a lot of sort of, I would call us glorified extras to be phone sex operators. So I would go in for these auditions at the time. Now, now I would be mortified and think there was something up, you know, but yeah, they're just, have it, changed. yeah, but it was, it was go in and, you know, read some lines and blah, blah, blah. So there were about, I don't know, 14 girls that were doing phone sex. F- these we were hired sort of to be there because mm-hmm. it was the location. Right. And then each person would have their opportunity to do uh-huh. a call. Well, he ended up using my call um, like throughout the opening credits or something. And uh, I was barely in the movie. But, but it you was, got, you it got was to, a start. It and was, you got to go to the movie and show your mom yes, your name. Yes. So, and the, yeah. in, in, in the opening credits, we all got our little moment. And it was uh, kind of, I don't know. But it, he was really cool. I remember he said, so this is your first real film. And I said, yeah. And he <laughs> He's just said, take it and run, Aww. you know, and it was yeah. pretty, you know, he's he's one of those great New York filmmakers that keeps getting better and better. Yeah. No, I'm really happy for him. Yeah. And then so then that wasn't a breakout. It was a start. It was a start. So when what, what was, was your first? Because you've been in how many films altogether? Because I couldn't even count. I don't. Know, I got the actually. list. Really? You yeah, don't know? I don't. Now I just can't pay all right, attention. All right. Um, More than 25 and less than 100. That's a, Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if it's 50 or, I mean... I don't either, but I've never been afraid to take kind of smaller parts. So that's probably adds in. Yeah. There have been times when I 
had four films a year and times went. Now I feel like I do series more and I, it counts to me as like 10 films because, right. you know, you're on it for so long. But the breakthrough um, probably was around the time of in 1998. And this I, you'll remember I did a did a movie called Rounders and Celebrity at the same time, right. around the same time. And then I got a cover of Vanity Fair. So it wasn't that. so much that the roles right. or anything about the movies even garnered that kind of attention. It was just the snowball that but was getting was to the moment. top of the mountain. That was the yeah. moment, you know, right. and... I it, mean, come on, a Vanity Fair cover? At that it, time was, was... At any time. Yeah. But, at, yeah. you know, but yeah, no, that was big. And you've been, you know, in the industry for over 20-something mm-hmm. years. How do, you, how do you stay so relevant? Why do you think you're so relevant where so many other actresses, like, you just wonder whatever happened to blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah? I'm sure people say that about me too. I don't. I don't think so. I think so. the You're trick so is actually things. having the attitude about not concerning yourself with that kind of conversation. Right. Because if I wanted to dig around, I can certainly find people who think I'm, you know, living somewhere. I don't know. You know, like right. it's, I'm. I don't feel relevant. I just, in my own life, have to keep finding work that is fulfilling to me um and adjusting sometimes what that is being practical about it um i feel lucky to have a family i mean for me that was the right way to go i didn't think about it but for me having something else to care about so that this isn't it and i remember somebody giving me the best advice very early on you know never base your happiness on where you are in your career and that. Who gave you that advice? Do you he remember? Was a, he was a neighbor uh-huh. in from Deep River, Connecticut. Right. He was okay. the brother of a friend of mine. And um, he was an artist, and he lived in the West Village. And we were all kind of hanging out early days, you know, where everybody's like, the world is your oyster. Right. And little things had been happening. And he was also an actor. And he said that, and I thought, I, it didn't really register at the time what that was. But, oh, man, have I used that many times because it's so true if you do you're just dead yeah do you do you have a favorite role i'd say i loved um my boardwalk empire character jillian and i i think that has to do with um the time that i spent with her Mm. five years wow so that and also betty page right yeah betty was because i hadn't had that opportunity and those opportunities are so rare so being able to play her and put the pieces, the puzzle pieces together of her life, which was kind of fascinating and yet also very average in some ways, too. Mm-hmm. Have you it. ever wanted to direct? I always say no. I don't have the you don't. impulse. I have to be honest. I mean, I have more of an impulse to write than to be in charge of the ship with all the questions coming at you. And, and- I'm also a person that likes to take time and I know that in that my my husband's a director and I know you have to be able to just have a Johnny on the spot answer people are asking you questions and you have to have this you know confidence with your answers and I'm a person that is would slow that process down and have you done a project with your husband not yet that would be scary that'd be great and scary are you really ready yeah are you okay with him telling you what to do Um, I don't know how we would, it'd be fun to me, you know, we have these two 
perfect children, and that was one project or two projects. Um, and now for our relationship, I would love to take to know that side of right. him, whatever it would be. Um, and maybe it would be have moments of frustration or, or something. But I think that would be another level for us to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, I think it would be lovely to know him in that way. And yeah. I see him already. And I take my material to him. I trust him. If there's a scene I'm having trouble with and he reads it, he'll kind of nail or give me another, a whole other point of view that I always appreciate. And what was it like working with Woody Allen? It was a kind of, you're, well, you don't really work with him. Mm -hmm. I didn't anyway. Okay. Um, You're in the world. You're like a paint, you know, a color. And he kind of sets it up and then lets you go. And he never says good job. Never says bad job. No, no, No. I don't know. I mean, I, my feeling is that he just fires people and recasts them if he's not happy. It's not, you made the, you made the cut though. I did make the cut, (laughs) but I saw that. I mean, I, I know he did that with one of his films too. I mean, I think he had 50% reshoot things so that he can, recast and reshoot if he had to at some point. I mean, I kind of remember that being the rumor anyway. So you're always kind of on those projects. I was thinking this is, I hope he likes me, but you know, you're conferring with the other actors and in that you have a camaraderie and a sort of everybody's on their toes. Kenneth Branagh, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, everybody was nervous. Like, am I doing it right? You know? Um, But he doesn't give a lot of, but I didn't have roles in those movies that required a lot either so i don't know what it's like for like kate blanchett and blue blue jazz so who like out of all these actors you've worked with who is your kind of like pinch me moment like oh my god i'm working with i'm so bad because i get more who i would get so excited to like meet michelle obama or you know but Uh. when it's actors i they're all you never got to work with any like you know really old school right i mean he was not alive but Laurence Olivier. I don't know. I mean, some no, older... I know. I want to give you a... Yeah. Well, I mean, I loved, for me, the first experience was Christopher Walken, Isabella right. Rossellini, Benicio Del Toro. There were... Chris Penn. Right. There were like, the, on the funeral, there were these amazing actors. I remember doing the read-through and just thinking, I am in this room. But something happens over right. time where it's hard to get... I wish I could still maintain that youthful excitement about yeah. it all and it's hard oh, see um, i still get excited about do? new experiences i'm like oh my god and i always look up and my papa sam is always like you know seeing me you know oh, i'm really? walking oh. through the white house and i'm like well see you're in the white yeah, house I'm, I, yeah I i'm in the white house that yeah. was definitely no, I think yeah. What, yeah um when it comes to sort of the job um i still get excited when i have jobs even having meetings meeting i i think of all these talented people, you know, Clint Eastwood or, but it just, uh, it's few and far between. Right. Um, okay. It doesn't mean I'm not yeah, impressed. No, no, no. It just means, well, yeah. is, first of all, is there anything else you think you'd want to do besides, I mean, in addition, not besides, mm-hmm. in addition to acting, like where do your passions lie? Well, I've been thinking about it because I feel like everybody's doing like three things or four things now and they're you know, branching out this sort of CEO of their own. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. I've always, I 
I look, I love clothes. I could say I wanted to design a dress or something. You know, I mean, I would be sort of interested in that. But to sustain it and to do it really well, um, I put my eggs in the basket of mm-hmm. being an actress and doing it to the best of my ability. And I still, in that world, there's so much I haven't done. You remind me a little bit of Annette Benning. I don't oh, know really? why. Yeah. Have you ever met her? I haven't met her. I've seen her at things. And right. then she's one, again, like I'd see her in the hallway at right. Tavern on the Green. And that's exciting. Right. So I'm not saying I don't yeah. get excited. Okay. But yeah, she's she's amazing. I mean, I remember Julianne Moore approached me once at, um, what's that, uh, a little diner on like Hudson the French place, oh, yeah. the Not stinky, it's like Le Bonbonnier or, Something. you know, okay. and it's, yeah. and I remember she was with her daughter and she came over and I could feel her. She said, Let, we're going to go say hi to Gretchen. And I just went, I mean, I'm one of those people that blushes. Yeah. I could feel it rising She's up lovely. my face. I mean, she was, yeah. uh, she is one of those actresses yeah. that. And gorgeous. And she's beautiful. Yeah. And, um, and also just obviously so grounded in herself. Mm-hmm. Um, that was exciting, you know. I don't know how we got on that subject. But, oh, Annette Benning. Annette Benning, yeah. yeah. Um, and tell me about this new project because I haven't seen it yet, but I did today see the trailer. First of all, did you have to like, like work with a you know a major a trainer? I mean, you looked so incredibly fit. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Was it the part that I the one that I did that? Yes, was, um, that you did that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I kind of closed my eyes, but yeah. yes. Um, intense. It was intense. Yeah. That, I did it, I mean, I was drawn to the project because of that scene. That was the opening scene of the script I read. Um, it was, it's a science fiction horror, which is not a genre I'm, yes, you're first. you know, ready, pretty much. Yeah. I did a science fiction film like years ago. Um, and I think they're really hard to do. They're really hard to get right. Um, you know, and so it was a, a risk in a way. Um, because it's a series. It's based on this little novella that George R.R. R. Martin wrote. So the novella is very compact, but to expand it into a series, you know, you're going to add characters, you're going to take liberties, which they did. Um, and I had a really great time doing it. It was one of those things where we shot in Ireland for almost six months, and I got to take my whole family over and sort of have a a full immersive life and time there, which I was really ready for. And um, and then the way the way of working there, it was a physical, more of a physical job than it than I was used to, right. as far as like doing the wire work and things like that. And I but I also really enjoyed that. I found it very cathartic. It was not that I want to be now an action hero, but there was just something about re- going with plot and not. I mean, I did my work for the character, but not basing it in that, you know? And um, it was just kind of fun and, to and, let go of all this And so you didn't, work, you didn't work with a strength oh, trainer? Oh, so I worked with, well, uh, no, I do my I mean, own. For the role? For the role, no. No. Uh, no. I don't know why I would look strong. <laughs> you know, your arms looked incredible. You really? should go look at it again now. <laughs> yes. Well, I do, I have my Physique 57 that Is that I what do. you do? Yeah. That's kind of yeah. it. That's really Because you it? can stream... Yeah. Wherever you are. Uh-huh. You, you don't go to the classes? You do it at home? I go. No, I when I'm here, I go to the classes, right. and I love them. But when I'm away somewhere, I can stream it. It's never as good as 
No, as, but at least know, you're doing it. Well, I, I just yeah. got a Peloton. What is that? Oh, my God. It's the best thing. It's because I was a very big devotee of SoulCycle. Mm -hmm. And so it's a Peloton. It's another company. But you basically, it's small. It's in your house. And you stream different the classes. Video. That's great. On demand. Or you could do the live ones. And See, I wish I could do SoulCycle. I tried yeah. SoulCycle. And you I didn't couldn't. You like it? I, it was like, you know, you find your exercise, yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. And and uh, I, I only did it like one time. But I felt really awkward. All right. Just just well it out. takes more than one time to yeah. get better in anything yeah, yeah 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 i know yeah but some people like with physique 57 they're like you like that music and i'm like yeah it yeah it kind of makes me fight through the pain and you probably have a good tush yeah. most women that do that have oh, a really good it's tush a good it gets yeah. every little yeah part inside of that. muscle <laughs> and what about your eating style do you have any do you follow anything specific or could you eat whatever you want no no i think um I never used to think about it. And then at some point I got slapped in the face with the, this, yeah. like, you actually can't eat that anymore or eat that way anymore. It's really wacky. Um, I didn't like that moment. Yeah. And I'm still grappling with it. But I also feel like you crave healthier things as you get older. I never ate junk, but I just didn't really think about it. And after I had kids, I remember I did one of those meal things for like a minute. And that was great. That kind of got me back a little bit back on track, but then um, I tried gluten-free. I mean, none of it, to me, the diet thing isn't really sustainable. I tried the keto thing for, right. I mean, it's kind of I fascinating. Gained, I gained weight on keto. Did you? Oh, it was too too much fat. Oh my Because gosh. in order to not be hungry, you've got to like eat a lot of cheese yes. and bacon and, yes. you know. And it just feels yeah. after right. a while. Do you have any other projects in development that you're um, working on? I don't. I said my my husband and I have this script, and we're f sort of trying to raise the money to make it. He did an adaptation of a John Irving novel called A Widow for One Year, mm. and it was a, turned into a film called The right. Door on the Floor with Jeff Bridges oh. and Kim Basinger back in two thousand four. So now he's written the script. It's like the latter two thirds of the book, and the. L. Fanning character, who was like five, the daughter, right. is now grown up. Uh -uh. All grown up. Oh, fun. And my age. Okay. And so yeah. it's a really beautiful story okay. um, from that perspective. So, uh -huh. And so that would be our opportunity right. to work together. And it's also a really beautiful mm. story and delicious part. And mm -hmm. those are hard to come by. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So the people that are listening today, if you could think of one piece of advice that you could tell them that's going to make the biggest difference in their life, what could it be? That's a lot to put on anything. It's a lot, but the first thing that pops okay. into your head, you've gotten well, great I advice said from the someone. Whole, don't base your happiness on where you are in your career. Which is great advice. I think that's really it because, boy, we're all so trying. It's not even, I wouldn't say career as I would say this sort of idea of your identity of whatever that is you know because it's an idea you have to find it other places yeah. you know and um, we're all trying to get this kind of thing from the outside and it does give you it's like the Instagram thing or whatever it does give you a hit for a minute mm. and it's like a drug and you keep needing more and more and more to be happy and it's not gonna it's not going to, it's not, not really sustainable. sustaining yourself. Yeah. Well, where could everybody find you and see what you're up to? What's your social handles? But I do have 
my Instagram account. You do, okay. Yeah. But I barely, you, I don't, I'm are, kind of like fumbly uh, with it. Are you public with it? Yeah. So where can people find you? I guess it's Gretchen underline or underscore. Underscore, yeah. Mall. Okay. Yeah. Any other? That's any, it. That's it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, all you got to do is Google her. You'll find her everywhere. <laughs> so I, I Googled all your images. Oh, my oh God. really? You, you're, first of all, you're beautiful, but you just look different in so many different roles. You're such a chameleon. Oh, yeah. I feel that way too. And yeah. I, in fact, I feel like that's why I kind of can keep working. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I better my, <laughs> my gut and my guess is that you will be in your 70s and 80s and still doing your job. Oh, my goodness. I am sure I of it. So yeah. <laughs> well, you it? too. Well, uh, this is sort of like. Well, I'm not or, that far. No, no. <laughs> but also being able to kind of yeah. reinvent right. and sort of look at it and go, okay, now yeah. what? Now what? Yeah. And let me do it because why not? Exactly. I live my life on that. Why not? Yeah. That's why a good not? one. I don't believe in failure. Yeah. Like, All right. I tried it. Didn't work. I see. I feel yeah. that way too. I've had yeah. a lot of films that you could say, but every everything you do, you learn from. Right. You do. You or go, you meet someone. Yeah. There's. I and I. Who just wrote the book? Um, the power of yes. Mm-hmm. Just by saying yes to you know things yeah. go. And where could people watch Night Flyers? Night Flyers is airing December second on Sci Fi, um, and then on all platforms on all Sci Fi platforms. Thank you so much for well, coming in and talking yes to me. Yeah, uh, it was really a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it was great. Great to see you again. You too. That was my conversation with Gretchen Mall. It was really fun talking to Gretchen. She is one cool girl. That's it for this episode of Long Story Short. Follow me online at Just Bobby Brown. If there's someone you want on the show, let me know there. If you really like the podcast, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really like the show, send me a few bucks. I promise to send it to charity. And that's a wrap for Long Story Short. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown, a Gallery Media Group production. 